HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Essex Street Cheese, cheese importer, wholesaler, and educator. For more information, visit EssexCheese.com. I'm Chris Kuzmi. And I'm Mary Izette. From Fomentabody. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I've got a unique show for you today featuring three cheese artists. Welcome to Deborah Ziss from Brooklyn. Hi. To Mike Gino from Philly. Hello. And to Dylan Stanfield from Washington joining us on the phone. Hi, Dylan. Are you there? I am. Are you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Great. Great. Okay. Thanks let for me. Having us. Oh, yeah, I'm so delighted. Let me first, for our listeners, introduce um, a little bit about your art for anyone who doesn't know about you already. And be sure to check out the art on um, on Cutting the Curd on HeritageRadioNetwork.org, and then you'll find links to each of the artist's work. Um, let's see... Mike Gino, you are the artist I saw first. You paint pictures of individual cheeses, right? Yes. And Deborah Ziss, you draw cheese pictures, cheese cards, quite a few cheese jokes. <laughs> I'm actually, the, the people at Vermont Creamery came up with the jokes. But oh, yes, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. I'm an illustrator who loves drawing cheese. Okay. <laughs> and Dylan, you're the newest to me. Um, your art was on display at ACS last year, and you do cheese miniatures, correct? Out of clay? Correct. I just kind of stumbled upon the art form, per se, and um, been having a lot of fun just exploring the world of cheese, making miniature replicas. Right, and they are incredibly precise. No, thank you. Uh, It's like cheese for (laughs) dollhouses? They're amazing. Uh, Yeah, per per se, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, anyway, so um, first thing I want to know is how did you all stumble upon cheese as your subject for art? Who would like to go first? Mike. Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, 
I had I had been uh, painting food for quite a while. Okay. And it was my focus, and I needed a new subject. Mm-hmm. And while I was searching that, I kind of stumbled onto cheese by accident. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, I had get, gotten a gift of a gift certificate for the Bruno Brothers in ah. Philadelphia, and it was a really... It was something out of my budget at the time, and uh-huh. I, I was unaware of this whole world and mm-hmm. um, didn't think it was attainable. So, um, But when I got my one really beautiful wedge, it made me want to paint it. You know, so. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. What type of cheese was that initial wedge? Uh, it was a, a um, Gorwid Carafilli. Oh, right. Which I guess is a gateway cheese. It's a, and and <laughs> oh, nice art because it's got... Uh, kind of texture and different colors and it's cake like almost it's yeah. beautiful yeah and it would last while you were painting it yeah slightly changing colors as i went okay how about you deborah how did you fall into cheese i um i've always been interested in just beer and cheese mm-hmm. coffee chocolate like mm-hmm. um and I'm an illustrator, and mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I'd had a, a year-long contract, and I said, when I'm done, I'm going to write to, um, you know, my favorite cheesemonger and see if they will let me just draw a cheese a week, and uh-huh. that was Anne Saxelby, uh-huh. and they did, and it was just amazing, because mm-hmm. I was able to draw something that I love, and mm-hmm. I, I had a week to sit with it, to uh-huh. learn about it, to read all about it, and to just enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. While I was, mm. you know, painting. Now, did you get the cheeses from Anne? Yeah, I would come. I would go once a week to Essex, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I would. Um, it was great. I got to meet so many nice people, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so mostly American. So your cheeses were so, initially yeah, so now all I, American. I now need to start learning other cheeses. <laughs> yes, I'm mostly American okay. cheeses. And how about you, Dylan? How did you start? Uh, you're a cheesemaker, correct? Yeah, correct. So, I, I mean, I've been an artist my whole life, and, um, you know, I moved to the Seattle area from Northern California um, when I was about 23 and found cheesemaking. Just, I had a, I've always had an interest in food and kind of stumbled upon cheesemaking and um, fell in love with it, and I'll, you know, I'll be a cheesemaker for the rest of my life. It's uh, <clears throat> There's so many interesting people and interesting things to do in the cheese world and as we've we've all found out i was actually just kind of had seen mike's mike's work for a long time mm-hmm. and i just kind of thought about the idea I, I painted murals and stuff and i thought it'd be fun to do something with cheese so i started cutting out some 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 different uh collages and different things and nothing was really working for me and so. mm-hmm my, my mom got me some Fimo or Sculpey in the, in the stocking. My girlfriend actually just was sitting playing with it and created mm-hmm. a little, your classic, like, Wisconsin, you know, yellow cheddar with the holes in it. Uh-huh. And it kind of just dawned on me, oh, I could I could try to make a little camembert. And um, <laughs> turns out I have the skills for that miniature stuff. And, uh, the attention to detail. I think the part that gives me, you know, that sets me apart, I guess, being able to make them is because I'm a cheesemaker and I have a certain insight to how every cheese is made and what rack it sits on. And, right. You know, the, the, the intricacies that go into cheese making. But it's just been an incredible learning experience. And the reception from people has been great. And I've just met so many people along the way. So I'll just continue making them. So, Doing both. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Now, yeah. for all of you, was um, when you started 
doing the cheese art, was it a hit right away? Did you say, wow, this is, this is going to be cool? Hmm. Uh, a little bit, maybe. Uh-huh. I, I didn't expect it to go past maybe like 25 paintings for me. I, okay. I, I was painting specifically for a show okay. that was actually going to be hanging in a, in a gallery near where Dylan is now, uh-huh. where he's working, mm-hmm. which you know is long before I had met him. But like I, I got it back as soon as the show was over because... Um, by that point, I knew it was starting to get connected to an audience that I mm-hmm. didn't know was there before. You didn't know even yeah. existed. Yeah. Right, right. And how about you? Um, I did it really for me because, I, you know, since I'm a commercial artist, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted something that was just art that I made for me. Oh, and, okay. But, of course, because I'm always thinking commercially, right, hoping right. that um, since we were cross-posting, that maybe you would catch somebody's eye. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it, it did. And, and it has. Yeah, right. and it's right. been, you know, it's led to some really just amazing jobs. That cool. Just, yeah. Cool. Now, what about you, Dylan? You don't sell yours, do you? Um, I've been working towards it, I guess, so because I make so much, you know, it's a balancing balancing act because I make real cheese for a living. And right, so right. I do artwork just for fun, out of pure enjoyment, and mm-hmm. really, it just stumbled upon. I've always, you know, I love Instagram and I share stuff on there, and so I've been sharing my real cheese making process for years. And um, when I posted the little miniature cheeses, and just the response from people was uh, overwhelming. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was just yeah, it just you, you didn't even know that there was a you know people. How much people love miniatures and love cheese. You know, it just keeps your eyes up. Well, I never thought to myself, I really want some miniature cheese until I saw yours. And then it was, ah, I want some of these. I want a cheese board full of miniatures. Yeah. It's just there's something really wantable about them yeah, as I, a yeah. cheese fanatic. I mean, I don't know if, you know, the regular person on the street has the same reaction. I think everybody yeah, loves tiny things. Yeah, <laughs> they're just amazing. Well, I've always, I've always <laughs> been fascinated with miniature stuff, and you know, it, it was just like a, a ma- magical moment. You know, it dawned on me, just like, oh yeah, we should just give this a try. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. I, I think- now, I presume you, Dylan, have always been a cheese eater. How about Deborah and Mike? Has this brought you into eating more cheese, into our cheese world? I eat so much cheese. <laughs> and always did? And I mean, always I, did? I, I, I love food. Okay. I always love okay. food. Um, that's, yeah. But now it's, it, yeah, I eat a lot of cheese. Okay. I, I got my cholesterol back and it was really low. Yeah. I mean, not great. But, but really low for someone who's eaten as much. And I just got hysterical in the office. I was laughing. So the doctor <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So yeah. you can eat cheese. Your I guess body I... is able to handle it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Mike? Yeah, totally. Um, I was probably clueless when it came to cheese mm-hmm. when it, well, mm-hmm. for the beginning, and uh, and then as I painted every one of these like cheese portraits, it, it kind of led to an addition to my education, and the more. Um, I was connected to this habit of painting them because there was a, a an interest in it and an mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. connection and all that stuff led to me getting a lot of you know exposure and then a lot of commissions and now I'm constantly working on cheese so there's always good cheese in my fridge and right. and occasionally I have to have a cheese party and share it so I mm-hmm. don't eat it all. Oh yeah. 
Right, right, right. You can't yeah. eat as much as you're painting. <laughs> yeah, I never ordered a cheese board at restaurants. My friends all say, oh, look. I'm like, yeah, oh, I, no, I no, have no. enough cheese in my <laughs> yeah. life. I don't need to pay extra. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, even me being a cheesemaker my whole life, I, I, you know, you get a lot of your own cheese. You're tasting a lot of your own cheese that you make. And so, oh, I mean, I've learned so much and tried so many new cheeses just in the last year just because, you know, and even just sitting there and reading about them and spending, you know, that day painting on working on it, you know. Then you'll want to um, eat that one in particular. Yeah, and you just have this, now you have this relationship with every cheese that you worked with. I'm sure Mike and, you know, Debbie, you know, too, it's just like you spend this, spend a day or so with this cheese and now you're forever like connected to this cheese somehow yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. i'll go to a cheese counter and i'll just you'll see like your I'm, old friends i'm visiting my friends right yeah. <laughs> yeah well i have that problem when i'm reading a book on a particular cheese i have to go buy it i mean i just can't keep reading like gordon edgar's book about cheddar without <laughs> eating some cheddar along with it you just That's long right. for it you yeah. just you, yeah. you have yeah. to have it um, okay, so now what else do you do, especially the artists? I know what you do, Dylan, with cheesemaking. I presume your cheesemaking job is a full-time job. You're the head cheesemaker at Mount Townsend? Correct, yeah. Oh, okay. I so, do I do some, you know, I try to do as much art. I do some sign paintings for my friends' breweries, and I paint murals. And so mm-hmm. I've been a graffiti artist for a long time. So this, you know, I've not, not ever been the focus to really make money. I like to uh, apply my skills to people that can use them. Mm-hmm. Um, same the funnest, the first time I shared the miniature cheeses, I sent them to Saxleby's because they were, you know, same thing. They were just so excited about it. So uh-huh. I said... Well, here you, you know, here you go, and then they just got a free, you know, mini cheese package. It's just about the creating artwork for me, more or less, and not so much getting so much from it. So, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. How many? How long does it take to make those little cheeses? It, it depends, but if, you know, I spend a good few hours. I would say I spend you know six to twelve hours creating uh, one of one? them. I try to make a few at a time now so that I can kind okay. of share them out so yeah. and are they are they um put in a kiln what's that are they put in a kiln or do they just dry no they just oven bake so it's act, you know it's like it's like kids clay you know fimo and you just bake it in the oven which is really cool i don't have to have any real special equipment oh that's good Pol- polymer clay yeah and mm-hmm. i just mix all the colors and uh form them and go for it so do you ever burn them Say that again. Do you burn them? <laughs> or melt them? Like, do they go, to, like, sometimes do you make a mistake and forget about it and it have, looks... I have done that before, yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Forgot them in the oven all overnight, actually. <laughs> Are they on low, I <laughs> hope? brown little chunks. So I, I spray painted them all gold, and then they look pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> then they could be jewelry. Yeah, and then oh, that's when everyone started asking, "Do you make these as jewelry?" And, uh, yeah. When I was watching your over your stuff um, at ACS, so many women came over and were just like, "Why aren't these jewelry?" That, yeah. Yeah. And they had some kind of junky well, I, jewelry. I'm working at towards ACS. it. I will. I, I hope to make them saleable. I've just set up an Etsy account and stuff, and they'll they will be available at some point here. I'm not going to hold out forever. Oh, Good. yay, yay! Yeah. That that yeah. reassures everyone in the audience. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Now, now, Mike, yeah. how long have you been doing art, and how long have you been doing cheese art? Um, I guess you could say I've been full-time. I, I guess I could say I was an artist probably since I started art school. 
1991. So okay. it's been a while. Okay. Um, when I got out of grad school, I lived or survived and paid my food habit by teaching okay. as an adjunct in mm-hmm. various art schools in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of turned into full-time art now where I teach on the side a little Mm-hmm. It's kind of inverted my ratio that it used to be. Mm-hmm. So I can spend more time in my studio and then, um, you know, doing things like this. But I have a qu- So what percentage now of your art is cheese art? Oh, that's it's still pretty large. Pretty the, large. The, the cheese is something I didn't know how long it would last as mm-hmm. my series of yeah. what I was going to do. And. I started thinking, oh, I'll, I'll do around 25, maybe 30 at the very most. 25, 30 cheeses, Paintings. cheese portraits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that started, I didn't know. I asked the first person who gave me advice on this, and um, I said, is there even that many cheeses to paint? Like, that's how ignorant I was. Mm-hmm. We're new to this. And um, I'm, I've just passed my 250 mark. <laughs> So and, and because of cheese, though, it's opened up an audience for food. My food art that didn't have an audience as much because right. the right. cheese world has been really supportive, mm-hmm. and I can't be more grateful. And mm-hmm. also just to be part of it and meet the kind of people I've gotten to meet, mm-hmm. like Dylan and Deborah and you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been like so much better than just making art in your studio. You get to be part of a community mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's been amazing and the cheese community is a pretty friendly one yeah small yeah. and friendly and it, pretty it's, supportive it's genuine yeah, yeah. yeah. now um who yeah. buys cheese portraits um <laughs> there was a fight we're fighting <laughs> <laughs> um the uh the 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 thing about i guess Having painted other kinds of food items, I've had a little bit of, you know, of, of luck with that. But with the cheese, I noticed it struck a, a different chord. And I've started to realize that um, people who will buy paintings of cheese are, are people who just really love the cheese. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, that demographic, if you want, I guess that could overlap with people who actually would spend money on on art where <laughs> right, right. when I painted meat paintings in the past everyone loved them but no one would buy them you know <laughs> at the time now mm-hmm. because of cheese people have bought them oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. it, it opened up you know a lot of well, audience is it will um, will a producer buy it and put it in their in their lobby or in their store or will a, a retailer buy it or will just a personal cheese lover mm. buy it, or all three? It, it's it's kind of a combination. Uh, everyone assumed, like when I started painting food, that restaurants would buy art, and restaurants don't have a budget for art, right? And right. the patrons that you know that eat at the restaurants have a budget for art, right? And sometimes they have rotating art shows right. at restaurants where for, the patrons yeah. buy them. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So, but when it, for this, it's been. A mix. There's a few, and it's really it's in a special, like very special uh, bonus for me. It's gratifying when when a cheesemaker, who I know puts all their money into their business and trying to keep their their people happy and fed, and um, when they buy a painting from me, I, I feel like super honored. Mm-hmm. It's different than just a person on the street or mm-hmm. someone buying it off my website. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's been good for me is then um, once I sell a painting. I make a print available, so right. that's something that can 
fit a different budget, maybe. Right. And I was wondering about that from your one website. Mm-hmm. So you paint one picture of the cheese, mm-hmm. and then that's for sale. Right. And then after it sells, you sell the print. Yeah. So I, okay. I, I color. I luckily I know how to you know color correct the image, and I always try to make that image file mm-hmm. archive it as a really large file so I can reproduce it at any size. Okay. And also that it so I know to my satisfaction, to my eye's satisfaction, that it it will match the color of the original painting before mm-hmm. I ship it out. Okay. So I have a time yeah, limit. Those, those really big ones you do are amazing to look at. And are they oil? The paintings are, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what Dylan's referring to, I I didn't expect to do this. Uh, I thought because I had been printing them rather, you know, smaller in a 12 by 12 mat mm-hmm. that they wouldn't look good larger. And there was a, a new cheese shop in, in San Diego, the cheese shop of San Diego, mm-hmm. asked me, could you please make a big one? We really want it for our shop. And I didn't think it would come out, but I tried. Mm-hmm. And I had it done somewhere in Philadelphia mm-hmm. that works for for museums and galleries, and, mm-hmm. and I had it printed out like that, and it it's opened up a whole new oh, you cool. know thing for me. Oh, good! What cheese? Uh, that he because they're in California, they wanted a Humboldt fog. Oh, cool! Um, and they end up going for two. They end up getting a, a cowboy creamery's mm-hmm. um, Devil's Gulch, so they got oh, two. Oh, cool! Yeah. I noticed you had Ogleshield on on your site. On my site now yeah. that's not your everyday cheese. No. How did you get your hands on Ogleshield? Did someone commission that? Um, no, no. I think you know. In the beginning, I I just kept going to the Bruno Brothers and other cheese oh, shops. Okay. And the Bruno Brothers has an, in, in the Italian market in Philadelphia has this amazing right. collection of, of cheeses you wouldn't get normally. And they have a good Neil Jardera connection, which is yes, that where do. Ogleshield yeah. is from. And yeah. and they love seeing me come in because they knew that I probably wouldn't <laughs> leave with less than five cheeses. <laughs> And they're like, we got something new. One other question. Do you need the um, cheese right in front of you oh, yeah. always to, yeah, to I, draw it? Okay. I, it pretty much only works from life, okay. it, especially okay. for the cheese. It makes a big difference for okay. me. Okay, we're going to take a break. It's time for our break. Uh, this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd. We'll be back in a few moments. Essex Street Cheese, an importer and wholesaler and educator whose cheeses include Comte from Fort Street Antoine, Crevero Parmigiano Reggiano, Lemus Goudas, Farmstead Manchango, and Sheep's Milk Feta from Lesbos, Greece. Find the cheesemongers who offer Essex Cheese in your area at EssexCheese.com. Hi, it's Diane Stemple back on Cutting the Curd with Deborah Ziss and Mike Gino in studio and Dylan Stanfield on the phone from Washington. Everybody back? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So next, Deborah, I want to ask you some questions. I went to your um, website just recently, and there was a picture of a large person with uh, (laughs) lots of cheese and pizza in their stomach. 
in their see-through stomach. Well, it, it, it's, um, okay. <laughs> so I, um, I need to promote myself right. you know, because I'm an illustrator. Right. And I wanted to make a piece that I could do double promotion. Okay. So I wanted to be able to promote myself to um, the cheese world mm-hmm. and promote myself to just regular illustration. Clients. Oh, okay. Not the pizza world. <laughs> <laughs> and so I... Um, it, did a person. Just, yeah, so I did like an it's anatomy of a cheese lover. Oh, okay. You know? So like okay. their organs are really just all It's so things. funny. It's yeah. hilarious. It's a wonderful piece. Oh, and thank it's you. is it new? So yeah, so I just did it and it's going to be uh sent out pretty soon. Okay, now yeah. will it be a card? What how yeah, so, do you format things? So I um that's going to be a postcard mm-hmm. and um I just send it out to potential clients. Oh, okay. And to, you know, past clients. And do you make um, uh, card cards just, also? Um, I mean, it's... Greeting cards? I do have greeting cards, but they're of my other interests, which is um, something... Now I'm going to say, use my New York accent. They're of dogs. Dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice you have a yeah. lot of dogs. Yes, I have a lot of dogs. <laughs> It's good. Never loves their dog. I do. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have a dog? I do. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. Anybody who's been on my Instagram account knows <laughs> you have a dog. Yeah. Okay. So, are you? You are primar- primarily an illustrator. Yes, I do. And when did you start illustrating? I've been an illustrator um, for, I mean, really my whole life. Um, but you know, since I graduated. College. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so you said that the people from um, Vermont Creamery are the ones who made up the jokes that you've done. <laughs> yeah, they, they're great jokes. Oh, though. They, yeah, they're they're awesome. They're yeah. So they they came up with the concept uh-huh. and gave me an outline. Okay. And just so said, did they commission you? And yeah, do, do you did they get all the cards? Um, they did, you know, they, they printed them. Oh, um, okay. But they, they came up with the concept and mm-hmm. they gave me an outline and then they just said, um, you know, do what you do. Okay. And, um, they're amazing. And I did their, um, holiday card as mm-hmm. well. Um, and it was the same thing. Like they had a great concept mm-hmm. and they just said, you know, go for it. Just, you know, let's see how you interpret mm-hmm. this. What was your first cheese joke card that you drew? Um, oh God, I don't, I think I might've done, um, the creamy and dreamy one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, that was, yeah. And for your work, what percentage is cheese and what percentage is food and what percentage is neither? Well, um, right now, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much for this whole year, you know, mm-hmm. for 2015 and mm-hmm. the beginning of 2016, it's been, I'd say, like 80 cheese. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been swept up. <laughs> Definitely, which is exactly, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier because it's really, it's it's just, I mean, the illustration community is great and yeah. the cheese community is great. And uh-huh. to be able to work with both, it, uh-huh. it, it's it's really, it's amazing. Well, I met you at a party. Yeah. And it was, you know, we have a very nice cheese world. It was a ladies' cheese yes, party, I right? Met, I met so many really nice people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I just, all the cheese people are. And food great. is always part of it. 
But oh, oh, you know, is yeah. <laughs> for, do illustrators eat as much cheese as cheese people do? I mean, I think <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that's on a case by case basis. Okay, okay. Yeah, they probably drink as much um, booze. Oh, right, right. Well, that's probably everybody. <laughs> I think it's just a bonus for artists to be able to eat their models, and, and yeah, it's it's a, it's something we can't normally. Budget. Sometimes it's hard. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, when I'm drawing something, and I, I just I'm hungry. And I'll just mm-hmm. start, yeah, I'll just start eating my model. And <laughs> now, okay, do you need the cheese in front of you so, to draw? So for the very beginning, when yes. I was really um, trying to reconnect with, um, you know, like painting, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digital and I've been digital for so long. Oh, okay. So this project started so that I could really, I could relearn how to paint because I, I just hadn't done it for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, those models were there, and mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. you know, and um, then you eat them. And then I eat them. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, so so now it kind of depends on the project. Like I always, I, I, I really do need to have them in front of me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, even if you look at the um, the Valentine's cards for mm-hmm. Creamery, if you really look underneath all the, like, you know, eyes and... Right. There are real cheese portraits uh-huh. underneath, mm-hmm. you know, okay. so I'm always observing. So they're accurate. They're yes. Accurate. I mean, as mm-hmm. you know, some more accurate than others, but yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Dylan, you did, um, you studied art before you got into cheese? Yeah, I mean, my parents and everything have always been artists growing up, so I used to have a little screen printing studio and do some sign painting work, and I've done textiles. I used to just take every art class I could at the uh, junior college, so Mm -hmm. I gained a lot of experience with different mediums. And then how did you learn how to make cheese? Um, I started at Beecher's in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I stumbled upon Beecher's looking through the windows one morning at Pike Place. Uh-huh. I remember looking the guys up and down thinking, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, I, I walked in there and they said, can you be here at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning? And I was like, wow, I'm not sure I've ever woken up that early, but um, yeah. Okay. And I've woken up about 5 o'clock in the morning for the last 10 years now. And I just absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh, Do you like getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning? Uh, I like getting off before it's dark. Oh, okay. That way, yeah. <laughs> no, don't particularly like it, but it it, it works for me. Okay. Um, and but, can you, know, you can you ahead. tell us again how you stumbled on the miniatures idea from the clay gift that showed up in your yeah. Christmas stocking? Yeah, I mean, so I like we've always had this little, like you said, it's polymer clay, oven baked clay, and we've always had it around the house and mm-hmm. made little little stuff. But I suppose I never had a you know a real craft or something that I knew mm-hmm. a whole lot about. And um, like my my girlfriend just met my girlfriend Jessica made a little cheddar, and I just remember looking at it, thinking, oh, I could try to make Cirrus, our, our camembert that we make at um, mm-hmm. Mount Townsend. And mm-hmm. So I just made a little yellow center and wrapped it around, and then. Mm-hmm. You know, posted it on my Facebook or my Instagram, and people were really excited about it. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll try to make some more. Okay. Um, and it went from there, and then I just sort of started reaching out to people. And I mean, Mike, I, I'd known Mike's artwork for quite a while, and was was really intrigued in it and loved it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and Saxelby's was really excited about what I was doing. And then look, looking at their account, I came across Deb's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kept making them, and you know there was more and more excitement. Eventually, I was able to kind of reach out to Mike and Deborah. And Matt Spiegler um, has a really awesome uh, blog, Cheese Notes, that uh, right. 
he shared all of our artwork on there, and it mm. kind of got the ball rolling for me and, and in the cheese world with people being excited about it. So. Mm-hmm. I think I think. I mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think that the interesting thing was with Matt and also Instagram. Uh, it kind of brought us together. The three of us got to meet online first, mm-hmm. and I think because we all work in the same subject that we were appreciating it. But I, I first at initially, I was caught by both of their works. But I was really, um, I think I was almost maybe rude almost to to <laughs> Dylan saying you can't give these away they're too good you know so I'm like yelling at him as the, the person who's been making you know like a living off it is like don't give these away then what does he do he rewards me by giving me some I know so. I actually I feel really guilty every time I say <laughs> well but no, that they're was incredible the part. I have to tell everyone like the, when I really met them and then I said okay because my kids send cheese all the time and right the cheese stork lands basically and and we all hope that he'll paint our cheeses right um, right so i sent deborah you know some of the cheese we make at mount townsend and i sent the miniatures of the cheeses that i sent yeah. um as a gift and then they they each went ahead and you know went and painted the cheeses the, of, of that i got you know, uh-huh. mount townsend it was just a really cool really cool way to start off our, yeah our that is neat yeah. that is neat you can all do yeah, my, your cheeses yeah off kilter is one of my the favorite things like of, that I've done like personally mm. oh okay yeah yeah so. that's one of yeah, Dylan's cheeses yeah that's yours right yeah, yeah okay that's cool yeah. now Dylan how though do you need to have the cheeses in front of you to make your miniatures Unfortunately, I don't live in New York City, so it's right. a little tricky for me to yeah. secure the cheeses that I really want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I love cheese books. I have tons of cheese books, yeah. um, and if I can't find it on in the cheese book, I'll you know search it on the internet Online. and uh, mm-hmm. look at lots of different photographs and stuff. But I mean, I like to support like I'm really for American cheese, yes. like real American cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I we know what like, you're talking I about. I try to make cheeses <laughs> from American creameries to support the, the other stuff that people are doing, to bring awareness to some of the new exciting cheeses. Like I'm working on Tubby uh-huh. from Crown Finish Caves. Oh, Crown cool. Finish Caves is doing so much cool stuff yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just keeping my eye out for what's new and exciting and mm-hmm. trying to share that with the cheese world because I'm. Uh, we put a lot of hard work making our cheeses, and uh, it's just got to be really exciting for for a cheesemaker to see their cheese in oil paint or illustrated from Deb or made miniature paint. Right, right. Um, so it's sort of a, you're, you're feeling it's a promotion, American cheese promotion. Mm, yeah. And, and I know your cheeses, you have a lot of American, Mike. I, like I, in your... Yeah, I, I started mix. it started with any kind of good cheese, mm-hmm. just in the cheesemongers threw the best cheeses they could at me. And mm-hmm. half of them, I looked, I recently looked at the first couple groupings on my website and I realized mm-hmm. that it was pretty even. It was mm-hmm. half and half and it wasn't intentional but right. I, since the Sacramento ACS mm-hmm. I've started working on a, a, a cheese map oh. um, of the United States because there are too many cheesemongers asking me why don't you have my state? You know, right. and I'm like I right. don't know. So right. I'm, I've got I've got uh, 14 left to do I think. Okay. So yeah I'm, it's really 
It's cool. If you go to Mike's um, Mike's website, he's got a little cheese map with all the states that he has cheese painted from when it's mm-hmm. all blacked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he needs 14 to go. So yeah, yeah. from There's those states, states, send him some cheese. Almost mm-hmm. every state makes cheese now, so you should. it shouldn't well, be a I problem. Got, I got the hardest ones done. I have oh, Hawaii did? and Alaska. Oh, okay. So. okay. Someone with the squid ink? The squid ink one is yeah. from, from Hawaii. Yeah. Well, because well. so. some of the cheeses that I haven't heard of on, on Mike's site are American, mm-hmm. I think. They're just too new, you know. There's there, a lot. There's so many new American cheeses, yeah. it's hard to keep keep tabs on them all because they don't come to New York. So, um, so Dylan, uh, you studied art, too? Uh, yeah, I mean, at junior colleges, and I always had my... my my mom's a teacher, and so our friends were all art teachers, and I used to work for the art teacher. So I just, you know, I'd been doing art my whole life, where mm-hmm. I really excelled in uh, in high school or whatever. So, but not 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 professionally trained in any way. No. Okay. So, what do you feel is the intersection of cheese and art? It's hard to make money. Um, I don't know. It, it, for me, it was always hard to make a good living being just trying to be an artist. Uh-huh. And so I fell into a craft that not only allows me to have a good physical job, move forward, but also create an art piece of artwork. I see cheese as that. It's very physical, you know, hands-on job mm-hmm. um, where you're, you're you're basically creating an edible art. Right. Um, like Mike said, you rarely do get to eat your, um, you know, your subject. Your but <laughs> I would say model. <laughs> I, I think also. Your model, yeah, your model. But, I think, uh, but we get to do that every day. I'm tasting, creating something and tasting it. It's a very sensory, you know, artistic job. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D- Dylan gets to do this in two different ways that I right. don't think Deborah and I get to. Right, but right. I feel like uh, Deborah probably would agree that we're both like doing an homage to another art form. Right. So oh, I, yeah, I think we're both. Um, have fallen in love with the subject, mm-hmm. you know, not expecting mm-hmm. to. And then you can't help, once you get to know the cheese world, you can't help but want to, to you know, root for help. it and help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you, you kind of feel like every time, it's, it's so gratifying to, to be able to celebrate something you believe in. Right. And um, yeah. it, it's kind of like it archives it in a way that most art, like most cheesemakers probably don't get it. Even in, in Europe, probably don't have that much art represented. It's mm-hmm. as specific as ours. Right, right. And I, yeah. oh, I mean, I have a question. Like for Deb, Mike, have you guys ever been like working on a cheese pretty much? And, you know, oh, you get like I was working on, say, um, you know, St. Pat or Cornish Yarg. And you spend so much time painting it. And all of a sudden you realize, gosh, they must have put so much work into doing this. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, it's perfectly mm-hmm. made and like it's consistent. And like, yes, these cheesemakers really have to work to make this this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, especially um, since I definitely try to read as much about it mm-hmm. and be, while I'm, you know, painting and drawing it. So it just gives me this great appreciation mm-hmm. for just the art right, of making right. the cheese. And Cornish Yarg is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Yeah, and I just imagine the, the cheesemaker wrapping, you know, individually putting every little nettle leaf on right. and wrapping it. It's just... And right. I think it gives me that perspective because I am a production cheesemaker and right. I have to salt hundreds of wheels of cheese, you know, every day. And so right. I imagine them going through that process just gives me that much more respect to the cheesemaker and the right. specific cheese that I'm working on. So Mike is right. You kind of 
pull from both. You know, you, you know does, how yeah. hard it is to make cheese and you're working with it artistically. So you've got De- both things definitely. going on at once. Is it for the other two? Is it, um, is it fun to be a unique person in the cheese world? Oh sure, yeah. Fun, <laughs> fun, and an a, a, an unexpected honor. Like yeah. we're so. I feel really lucky and mm-hmm. grateful. Yeah, I mean, and, and in in the illustration world too. Sometimes people go like, "All right, so you're like you're you know that that was oh you're famous was, in the cheese well, world. Well, just mm-hmm. that was a good move because yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm one of three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So right. like like talk about a niche right. I mean, market. There's more. You know? There's right. more. But. Sure, but but you know like yeah yeah, yeah all all. The underground cheese artists, please, uh, yeah, let me know. I'll have <laughs> yeah, another show. No, 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 no. We'll be welcoming. No, we'll no, be welcoming. Of course, you know, who knows what they're doing? They're yeah. doing like cheese mobiles. The funny or thing is, like over the years, it's been like five years for me. I've been uh-huh. in this world, and it's. I just realized that this morning. I'm like, wow, this is a long time that I didn't expect. <laughs> but over that time, I've been able to meet so many cheese people, so many makers and, and founders of cheese places, and I'm amazed by the recurring story or you know this this idea that this scientist this ballet dancer this every every kind of lawyer they all have felt creative and they decide to give up their career and go into cheese making right and i think that you, it's such a creative mm-hmm. outlet that you can't deny it and when you get burned out of something you probably shouldn't have gone into people really gravitate towards it mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. feel like it's it's just made for creativity mm-hmm yeah, I think that's was for me is I had come from Seattle doing a lot of spray painting and moving to Port Towns that I didn't really have the walls and the space to do that anymore. So I was looking for an outlet to do my artwork and um and and then you get this excitement from from the cheese world. That's just this awesome, this amazing community that's out there that's right. passionate about the artwork that we make and the food that we make. So it's 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 been really exciting. So you didn't have walls, so you found uh, the tiniest. He art. found an oven. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I found guess so. The yeah, smallest art possible. Out here, so I could just sit in my house and you know watch watch English soccer in the morning right. and start making mini cheese and pile it up. But they're yeah. they're, they're very specific and they're jewel-like. They're just oh, incredible. Oh, they're, they're gorgeous. They're, they make me drool. Yeah. You know, when I ran across it at the end of the room where mm-hmm. it was, right. it was just like, oh my gosh, I want these. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't quite. I didn't quite realize how how many I'd made until I actually went to ACS and put them out on the table. <laughs> wow, yes, quite a few, quite a few. Okay, well, I want to thank everybody for joining me today. This has been a fun conversation. Uh, thanks, Mike Gino. Thanks, thank Deborah Ziss. Thank you on the phone, Dylan Stanfield. I hope uh, will we all be in Des Moines? Yeah, I will be. Who's coming I'm to Des Moines? Oh, great. I'm not sure yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want some miniatures. <laughs> okay. Well, keep your eyes out, everyone. It's, it's just, I, will, I will announce it very soon when they are available. Okay, okay. Thanks, yeah. everyone. This yeah. is Diane Stump on Cutting the Curd. Goodbye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. 
Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.